Uh, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here to stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name is super black. Uh, imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed. Time's needed, the world is safe. Rest in peace with Chad, which they killed all the Black Panthers. Told us white lies are still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil War. It ain't no Justice League. What's the need to be civil for? Propel like the juggernaut. It's clear, ain't no stopping this. The world in grave danger. Who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes. The new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris Fury. I'm the man on the wall with me tonight. Guess who? It's DC, everybody. What's going on, D? What's up? Hey, everybody. What's up, man? Um, Tonight, we are covering... The last two episodes of the season finale of Moon Knight, and I'll be damned. Um, it's probably the shortest way. I... Huh? You got mixed feelings. You got mixed feelings. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into the mixed feelings because this this show is a mixed bag of everything. Um, I was I was happy with it. I was happy with it. Uh, it. It originally started out as a series finale, and uh, the mouse in the house decided, that, "Okay, well, you know, we're going to make this a season finale." So, um, uh, it's pretty much in the bag that we might be getting a season two, uh, considering how it ended. But before we get into that, what's been going on with you since what Tuesday? <laughs> Nothing working. <laughs> A whole lot of working. Yeah, that's kind of the, the thing. Let's get right into it. Um, when we left off on episode five, which was an absolute mind fuck, to say the least, uh, you have Stephen and Mark who have been well, Mark who's been shot by Arthur Harold inside the pyramid of Giza, which puts him in, I guess you can call it limbo. I don't know. Um, he's in, he's in what you would call a, uh, a psych ward. He's in the psych ward. Everything's white, but everything that's in the psych ward, psych ward is something that we've seen in the show in earlier episodes and people that he's made that he's made of uh cross paths paths with um you name it it was it was there <laughs> we pick it up with him being shot he realizes he's there he he meets the goddess Terawet 
who is the goddess of children and protecting children, basically, and guiding them into the afterlife. And in doing so, they are on the boat of Osiris. They're on their way. But the thing is, they don't have a balance. Steve and Mark do not have a balance of themselves or each other. And they kind of have to go on a journey of Mark's history onto why that imbalance is there. And uh, it was it was dark. And it was a long, it was a long haul for them, for the both of them. Uh, what did you think from episode five, from them going through those banks of memories? What did you think, D? It was definitely uh, different. Um, the way they played it, it was sort of like a view into Mark's mind and how Steven Pretty much right. what we got out of that and why Steven came to be. It was crazy because Steven was Mark's Moon Knight, if you look at it. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was Steven was Steven was Mark's protector due to what happened to Mark's younger brother. Uh it was a sheer accident, and he lost his younger brother. And in doing so, they show the grieving process because they, and this is another thing, they touched on the Jewish heritage, which was good because Moon Knight's character is Jewish. So they touched on the Jewish heritage, which is like a week of mourning. Uh, I can't remember, the, I can't recall the name of it, but it's like, it's basically what a lot of people do. It's a week of mourning. Uh, and, uh, but throughout that week and even beyond that, Mark's mother just won't forgive him she's just put all the blame on him she despises him she will not celebrate a birthday with him despite everything his father is trying his best at least at to the best of his ability to kind of mend that rift and it just to no avail it just fails it fails and no matter what mark does his mother just for lack of a better term, hates him, you know, and then it ends with that scene of young Mark in his room crying, and he looks at a poster of the Tomb Buster video, but it's a poster of the of the hero of that of that film, and it just so happens the name of that hero is Steven. And he yeah, it was Steven Grant, and he <laughs> adopts the name. He adopts the identity. He adopts the, the 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 language. Everything the British the British language. Everything, and thus Stephen Grant is born, and he acts as Mark's protector in times of emotional stress, and that's when he comes into play. And it, and it show and it's been that way from the time he was a child. Up until now, when he's an adult, so they fast. You fast forward. He's going through all these memories, and you find out that okay, he's gone through all of this, and damn, now they're on the boat, and basically leading into the afterlife. You know, with Terawit, they're fighting the sand people, demons, whatever, <laughs> and 
in doing so, that's when Steven kind of gets the idea. He's like, you know, if I'm here, I have the ability to. And he begins to fight back, helping Mark fight these sand people. And in doing so, in the midst of everything, he, you know, attacking the last one that was attacking Mark, he falls off the edge, off the side of the boat, and he falls into the sands. Now, the falling into the sands led to him being frozen in place, basically turning into, I guess, one of the sand people, but free being frozen in place. But in doing all of that and through all the the mind fuckery that's going on in that episode. Mark ends up in the field of reeds, which is his version of heaven. Because as Terawit puts it, everyone's heaven looks a little different. And this was Bro, his, and he was at peace. mythology, the field of reeds is like kind of heaven. It's mm-hmm. the same for everybody. They go there until they transition over. Because like even, well, spoiler alert, in the final episode, <laughs> uh, Tafiti even tells... Um, What's her name? That her father, you know. She oh yeah, gets yeah. Layla right? tells Layla, yeah, Layla, so and it's, and it's their kind of transitioning place, sort of like yeah. It's their happy place. The it's their road. happy place. Yeah, because when they open up in season or eight season, when they open up in episode six, Mark is at peace. He's there in the field of reeds. He's at. And he even says it. He's at peace. He's happy, but at the same time. He feel he has that guilt again, and he's like, "Stevens, I left Stephen behind. I I shouldn't be here." And in the meantime, while all this is happening, Layla, who is an absolute badass throughout this entire show, not just one episode, but she's a badass. She can, she's pretty much holding her own. Uh, she tracks down Harold, and in doing so, Tarawet is communicating through the dead that Mark sent her to tell her, you have got to find the statue of Khonshu and free Khonshu so Mark can come back. And she realizes, okay, this is not a dream. You know, she's she's pretty much all in. And she sneaks aboard one of the Jeeps with Harold's people. They make it to the, to the uh, pyramid, where it's basically the Tomb of the Gods. And speaks to one of the gods who's already been injured by Harrow and he's pretty much wiped out the, all the avatars at this point. And he's already freeing Amit, Amet. And uh in the, in all the confusion and everything while she's sneaking around, she gets Khonshu's statue and she breaks it as well. In which Khonshu hits her with the whole line of uh I don't sense Mark Spector in this world he's dead which means i need an avatar and he looks at her and he's basically like he hits her with the whole line like would you protect the, the people of the night the travelers of the night and she's like are you serious right now like no <laughs> she's like I, no i don't want any parts of that so why she's dealing with Kanshu and dealing with harrow and basically trying to keep her head attached to her shoulders they show what's going on with mark and steven and mark makes it back to steven and he he lets out the most thought-provoking heart-wrenching 
um, um, speech that pretty much he just opens himself up to see it. He pretty much he's opening himself up to himself. He's being honest with himself, basically. And he, he just tells him, he's like, there's no you without me, blah, 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 blah. You, you know, the whole nine. He puts the heart in his hand and they kind of share the heart. And now Stephen is back. But now Mark is kind of freezing in place and they have to get up and get moving because Osiris is kind of like, OK, I'm about to wipe both of you out right now if you do not make it through this tomb or make it through the gates. And the gates were representing, you know, kind of walking. I don't want to say into the light, because when people hear that, you think they're walking in heaven or not. They're just kind of coming back to life. And they walk through and sure enough, they're back. And the, the bullet fragments come out of Mark's chest. And you and the whole thing is going again. Conshu senses him. In the meantime, like Conshu was fighting a at this point. Like he's on the verge of getting ready to fight a man and he senses Mark and he kind of vanishes and shows up where Mark is at. And he's talking to him and he's like, okay, will you be my moon knight? And da 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 da. He returns as Moon Knight. But he returns as Mr. Knight first. And this is where it really gets interesting because prior to all of this, Stephen's interaction with Kanchu and just Stephen and himself, he does not have the full, he does not have any confidence, really, or the gravitas to handle everything that's going on. But this time, when he meets Kanshu, oh, he's he's pretty much running the game. He's just sits back, legs crossed. He's like, let's make this deal. And Kanshu says, are you negotiating at a time like this? He says, well, I've learned from the best bird boy. You know, so he says, we do this and we stop Harrow. You let us go. He's like, very well, it's a deal. I'll let the two of you go. And it's a the deal is done, right? And then he's like, well, I, it's kind of far from Cairo. I don't know how we're going to get there as fast. And that's when he says, you forget I'm the god of the night. He turns into Moon Knight and they fly off. But this is where it really gets good. They arrive in Cairo. Moon Knight and Harrow begin to fight. While Moon Knight and Harrow are fighting, uh, prior to that, Layla is being trapped in the tombs. You know, is a cave-in, thanks to Harrow. He calls the cave-in. Tarawet is like, will you be my avatar? I would love you to be my avatar. But she's very nice about it. She's very likable. She, you know, she's not, she doesn't have a, a ulterior motive. And at first, Layla is like, you know, you could tell she's fighting it, right? But then she turns around and she becomes who we got. Oh, we got hey Maggie's bookshelf. How's it going? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, he has silence, peace, but regret. Um, she says she I didn't like Layla, but she was a badass. She's always stopped Mark from doing what he had to do. <laughs> And by accepting the dissociated part of himself, is this healthy for someone with mental illness or is that too much? Oh, that's a lot. It's a lot. There's so many levels with it because uh, this show, and not just this particular um, 
Disney Plus show. All the uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows have some level of dealing with mental illness, PTSD, uh, human rights, and they put it in a in a way that uh, you can understand it. It's it's digestible. You know, is is easier to fix. It's just not blanketed over because there's superheroes involved. These folks are really dealing with some issues. Wanda's Ruby in the building. Wanda's dealing with grief. You know, Wanda's dealing with grief. Loki is dealing with how to better himself, basically. Um, yeah, Loki was dealing with the fact that he knew he wasn't shit and he finally realized it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, like, he just realized he, you know, at, at some point he's going to die. And so it's like, but yet he's here. He's what does he do going now? To fail. That was he's always going to fail. That was his destiny to always fail. Uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier deal with PTSD and human rights. You know, these shows, huh? Racism in racism, yeah, in racism. And these shows, they do a very pretty good, well, a well thought out plan on how to deal with it. But Moon Knight, this is the first time you actually see. Uh, a true mental illness being at play, being at the forefront, and the character really does have DID in the comics. He he has these issues, you know, and it's just now seeing it in this form. Wow. And um, uh, but yeah, go back Layla, for a second, man, because there's there's a lot that you're 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 underselling. What's that? Um, so going back to the whole them turning the dust thing and the door, I like that. Analogy okay, yeah, because it was pretty much them coming back to life, which was cool, mm -hmm. but it felt weird in the cave and the whole country thing. And Layla, I, 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 I like the way they did it. Or her becoming felt, becoming who she is now. Yeah, it was okay. never meant for her. Well, see, here's the thing. In in the comics, Layla actually is, she's not even a main character. She's like a side character. And then on top of that, she's based off a, a white woman who's still really, she's not even a side character. It's just like a small bit character. So they've managed to take a character, change her nationality, but give her some kind of story. And then the character that she becomes, which has been, which is actually uh, been confirmed, is the Scarlet Scarab. So that is in which is Egypt's first uh, uh, Egyptian super superhero. She didn't. You're right. Layla didn't want to do it willingly. She felt like she had no choice and and wants control. So it makes sense. She was hesitant. She was very hesitant until. Terawitz says, your father would be over the moon about this. And that's when she stopped. She says, my father, she was like, yes, I guided him into the field of reeds. He's very happy. And that's when her guard comes down. You know, because prior to that. Roof. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the roof well, came in, does a lot to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to give in something. But she seems to be a lot more 
well, she's a lot, she's level headed. She's a, about everything, you know, opposed to Mark, who's really a broken identity. He, he's really broken. Like, he's fucked up for real. And there's nothing he can truly do about it. This is just, you know, a, a situation of him being in the life that he's led. And she becomes a Scarlet Scared. I got a picture. I actually got a picture of it. Uh, and it's a nice look. It's a, it's a pretty cool look. You know, you know, uh, I do like the fact that uh, the part where during the fight, the final fight scene, Harrow uh, and Harrow shooting the beam from his staff and it knocks over a van full of people and Layla goes, she stops the van from flipping over and then she saves the little girl and the little girl looks at her in, in Egyptian or Arabic. She says, are you a superhero? And she says, I, and, yeah, Egyptian. She was like, I am. And that was just like representation. You have it. it was the now. Wonder Woman moment with the girl in the mall is what it was. It was. It was. But yeah, it was. It was great. I, I think it's a, a, a great look. It's not too over the top. It's it's kind of and it's functional. Let's be honest, it's functional. Because let's face it, if you're dressed like Moon Knight, you know how many times he's had to dematerialize his mask just to talk he, he's done it several times in the show in the show he's done it several he's dematerialized the mask just to talk he doesn't talk too much with the mask on um and if you're a cosplayer you can understand why uh <laughs> so let's go over a few things one thing i really dig was uh prior to Mark and Steven coming back, walking through the gates to come back to life is realizing that Tarawet saved their ass by using the boat and stopping Osiris and which Steven yells out hippo, you know, and it's just so simple. And he's happy about it, like just gleeful, like that's an actual thing. He is. He's gleeful. He's this whole thing with Egyptology and everything else. He has been so enamored with because he's like a kid in a candy store. So. There's a couple things. I took a couple notes. And one of them that really stands out is Oscar Isaac's performance. Yeah, he played the hell out of this part. He wow. Uh when talk about balance. The final fight scene this is when you finally see balance in between Mark and Stephen, and they are effortlessly, effortlessly transforming from Moon Knight to Mister Knight during battle. And I will they say, finally got balance. Yeah, yeah, they finally got balance. And I will say, Stephen was looking slick as hell because the scene where he blocks the punch, bop, 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 brushes the shoulder. And does the swing, even though he got folded right after that, it was just a nice, clean two-piece. I'm showing off. I got my shit together. Not exactly. You, you got a little too over the top, but you were fine. He, he was a clean shot. It was a clean. He looked he looked clean doing it. I ain't going to lie. That suit was is 
I like that suit. That suit's sharp. And he's learning. He he's he's it is. Steven is a simple dude with a simple background. And top, yeah, it was top-notch performance, especially when he's in when when he's two in one body speaking in the same moment. That's true. Because he was flipping back and forth on his accent. Yeah. You know, that was not easy to go from that to British back to, you know, just not easy at all. And he does it. He kills it. Yeah, Stephen did get the ladies with the suit. I, I can't tell you how many women swooned when they seen the poster and <laughs> that suit with that suit. They they not gonna lie, the suit was sharp. But uh yeah, Oscar Isaac, if he doesn't get nominated for some form of Emmy, and it's not because you know, as a superhero buff we need to be recognized it ain't even that it's just like dude your performance was was hidden and he put it on like with no problem what you think oh his performance was crazy um out of all the series i think this is probably the best well main character action like the main character mm-hmm. was like front and center throughout the show and it was heavily like the storyline was good the acting was better like the acting kind of sold the story yeah. more than the story stole the actor yeah yeah but there were some points where it was just like drawn out like you could tell they were going for like the scene in the sand like I get what they was going for it was trying to show the duality in that for Mark to be complete, he needs Steven. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the speech mm-hmm. was a little cheesy for me. Uh, <laughs> just me. Um, DC's not for the cheesy from, speeches. He's like, look, man, Mark we got busy. Frozen, so I'm not sure how much of that he truly heard. Um, well, he said he heard it. He said he heard it. Yeah, he's like, because Mark said, like, he's like, I gave a speech. He's like, yeah, yeah, I heard, you know. So he heard it. <laughs> this is not for the cheesy speeches but that's just, okay it felt like it was kind of necessary but at mm-hmm. the same time it was you can tell I mean, if you going for this is because I, I, here's what I figured they figured it wasn't going to be when they record when they filmed it and edited it, it was like okay this is the series finale we definitely got to drive home the, the feelings the emotions the feels <laughs> And then um, once they figured out it was the season finale, it was it was a yeah season finale. It was like oh well, this is gonna be still good, which it was, but it felt like because even even if it was a finale than a season finale, if even if it was a series, and and we'll get to the why it it kind of switched, even if it had stayed as a series finale it still would have left you wanting after seeing that very final scene we'll get to. It still no, made you want like, no. you, you don't want it? No. You don't. Because here's the problem. See, I, didn't, I didn't like that as a season finale or a series finale. Mm-hmm. I just you, felt you, like it, it, was, it wasn't rushed. It was just, like, when you watched the finish of WandaVision, you was like, damn, that felt rushed. 
Loki felt which it was, rushed. which it was, but not yeah, on like this one their was, part. It was drawn out, so it was like they didn't give us too much, but they didn't give us enough. But at the same time, I was like, if this was a series finale, I'd be pissed because there was nothing kind of resolved. Like I felt like it just you got more questions, you got answers, yeah. but you got more questions. No, I had more answers than questions. Like, no, that's what I mean. Didn't fit. Yeah, no, it just didn't feel like it was like it was well thought out. Like we get that. And we get that, you know, Steven and Mark finally became one and that's cool. But it was just like, where this other nigga come from? And like they must have added that scene in. That felt like a scene after you know what I mean, after they announced it was a season finale, because that scene felt like it was just thrown in there because it didn't make no fucking sense. Like it just did like was Harold dead? Like how was he in it? Like, was this a real thing? He in the psych ward? Like, what was this? Yeah. The psych ward thing was confusing until, uh, well, like Maggie's bookshelf said, I didn't know it was a season finale until after I watched the final episode. It was so underwhelming. Then I found out it will continue. I was like, well, okay, that's a fine ending then. Cool. It was decent. Yeah. Uh, But they beat the shit out of Harold, put up Matt in him, and like this nigga just was in a psych ward. Well, see, that? so this is the funny part. <laughs> like, what the? Where did that come the, from? The the beating the beating the shit out of Harold and everybody ending up dead. Now, really, really think about this. Now, you know, in episode five, when they're kind of going through that mind trip, Mark and Steven, and they go into the one room and you see all these. People well, that, I know why everybody was dead. He, there's another yeah, character. That yeah, Mark, 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 because Mark, Mark, Harold beat the shit out of, and then they just let this nigga live into a, a. Um, That's a, well, see, that was the thing. Was the, that real? Think about it. Is that a fake? Yeah, yeah, that was real. Yeah, what? But this is what okay, this is. This is what's it. Fake. He was like, yeah, both. It was real. No, it was real, because think about it. The entire series, Stephen didn't kill anybody. Mark oh, no, didn't no, kill not, anybody. I, I know about Jack Tunchi or whatever his name is. That, oh, like uh, Jake Lockley, think. yeah. And then, and then I just realized, like it took me a while to realize in the opening scene, we see Harold stepping on glass. Mm-hmm. In the final scene of the psych ward, Harold's feet is bleeding. Yeah, his, his mind start unraveling. To to you know what I'm saying, like his mind start unraveling because he didn't know what was true or not. So. His feet started bleeding was a callback to the first scene where he stepped in the glass because his mind was cool when it met. After that, he started unraveling and like he lost it. Well, see, this is the this is a cool thing. Um when Harold first released Amet, the first thing she says is you you're unbalanced. Well, and he right, says, I right. know. He said, Yeah, I know. He says, but I, he's, he's very accepting of what his fate is going to be. He did. He feels like he's done the job he needs to do. He freed him at like, so whether he lives or dies at this point, it doesn't matter. And when she tells him, I had an avatar who was well balanced, who was evenly balanced and he, and they betrayed me. And I ended up being entombed. And that's when she says, you will do fine for now. I will let you live. 
So it's like these particular gods kind of make the rules up along as they go, like as they feel fit, you know, as they as they see fit. Uh, you know, especially when he was going through the whole, especially when he was going through the whole. Uh, Ahmed's gonna go and and if your soul is unbalanced, you're gonna go ahead and die. And and you know if you're balanced, then you're fine. And and here he is unbalanced, and he gets to live. She was due to her because it was her, huh? Yeah, she was killing people who was evil before they got the chance to be evil. And that was and that's and that was something else that was touched on because she's after the fact. After they did it, so like who was right and who was wrong when you think about it. Ew. Right. And a heroin you know, got to live because Yeah. Yeah. So well so Maggie's bookshelf says, Well, it makes sense Emmett would say that she wants to kill before damage is done. Harold doesn't mind that at all, but a balanced person would have a problem with that. So this is where this is where it gets really jaded. Because think about it. MCU villains, the MCU villains so far up until this point tend to have that same thought process thanos had that thought process uh ultron to a certain degree had that thought process killmonger has that thought process yeah project insight has that same thing from winter from uh was it winter soldier project insight same thought process we take out the threats before they actually become a threat and Cap, even Cap says it. He's like, you haven't even given these people a chance to prove you wrong otherwise. Rhodey says it when they're talking about it in Endgame. He says, why can't we just go back in time and find baby Thanos and, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you got to wonder who who was right and who was wrong where does the morality line blur? Wherever because you, yeah, wherever they say. Because Kanshi was like, I'm taking out the worst of the worst after they done the deed. But like Tony Stark said, he's like, we're the Avengers, not the pre-Avengers, right? We're the Avengers. So why don't, why aren't we avenging? You know, the, the job was done already. We have to fix that. What about before? Why? How can we stop it before? It has it. Time man tries to stop something before it happens, it, be, it becomes something bigger. Like look at does. any war that has ever happened. Somebody tried to intervene and caught themselves going over there with a bigger gun, and then the next guy came with a bigger gun, and then the next guy thought he had a bigger <laughs> gun. See, Tony had the suit of armor that was his big gun, and he tried yeah. to create Ultron, which was a bigger gun. And mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So every time man tries to step in and stop something, nine times out of ten it becomes a bigger problem because man wasn't meant to do uh, sometimes you, you, that, you can't stop you, of knowledge. Yeah, you can't stop the train, basically. Uh Maggie Shell Maggie's bookshelf says, I believe that life is all about series a series of choices. You can go left or right. You can think about doing something, but at the last minute change. True. This is true. So, like it, at which point does Ahmed see something like that? No. Does that play in that it, it becomes a morally gray area now, doesn't it? Well, 
not for I met because her about her thing was if it's in your soul, ingrained in your DNA is what they kind of looking at their soul. So if it was in so your if you're soul, like if you if you plan on murdering someone and you your intent is to go ahead now or five years from now, that's what they picked up on. So it wasn't yeah. like they was looking at somebody doing some shit tomorrow. It was down the line a yeah, series yeah. of them choices Events. they planned on making. It's a way. It's pretty much like Project Insight, you know. Yeah, it was it's a way to look at who had a chance to become a college student, and he might become an athlete. Then he was might go to the military. Then that might prompt him to become a superhero. Yeah, she says. I met says a series of paths could go wrong, and she won't give them the opportunity to take it, it, even was. if there is a chance they won't. And and I mean, okay, like you mentioned, Project Insight. Some of the people who's listed in Project Insight was Stephen Strange and and Bruce Banner. Those were two of the names that were on the Project Insight list. You just gotta have a really quick eye. Yeah, the fucking Baxter Building. The Baxter Building, yeah. So it makes you wonder, and and then even with Thanos, prior to him getting the stones, his solution was wipe them out like kill them wipe them out like shoot them down mow them down so uh, it wasn't that it was more wipe out half the world yeah you he know? was more like when he, he went and got when he went about and got, it he, he didn't want to he only reason he got violent with it was because of the avengers again somebody trying to step in and do some shit you know what i'm saying interfere with some shit you know, What's up, Isaac? I say Thanos was kind of right if you look at it. Uh, that's just me. It makes you say that, right? I mean, because, it makes you say, you know, when he but, took when he and, took the route not with the way he did it. It wasn't. It was more of the world is big. Now mm-hmm. he could have just you know created more resources. That's a thing. That's one way of looking at it. He wanted to wipe out half the world and give life a chance to re- cultivate, born, mm-hmm. to get. Uh, a little less people, a lot more Earth, which is cool, I guess, but not really. But at the same time, I look around, I'm like, damn, there's some dumbass people out here. <laughs> that, and that and that's when you realize maybe Thanos was right. Like, um, we just got rid of the stupid half. Would we really be so bad? Right. <laughs> uh, not only that, in Moon Knight, the gods aren't perfect, including the men. Exactly. The gods were fooled by a mere human, Harold, and enslaved by one of their own, Khonshu. Exactly. And they didn't figure out that till it was too late. Yeah. See, and it's funny when you when we mention when we mention stuff like this and uh and 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 Thanos, like I like what you were saying about Thanos. My thing with Thanos is he didn't really kill half the universe after he got the stones he didn't kill half the universe he trapped their souls in a stone but everyone else didn't know that here and here's the other thing i think in his heart he felt like his intentions were good exactly in his heart he felt like he was doing the universe a favor by trying to get rid of half the population in a humane manner world have let the universe have a chance to kind of breathe a little bit um not saying it was right again um unless we get it could have been executed a little differently or or for whatever reason just did something like 
like I said, the resources. You can expand the resources. You can, there's a lot of things you can do, but again, one person steps in with a big stick, and then somebody else brings a bigger gun. You're a bigger and stick. And then this nigga got seven rings, six rings, and six uh, gems, and now he wiping on half the world. Again, every time somebody intervenes in some shit, they ain't supposed to intervene in. You said, in yeah. theory, it makes sense, but yes, that is genocide is. at its core. To save True. food, to clean the air, except see, and, and that's that's where is it is it the morally is it a morally gray line now? Not really, because it's still murder. I mean, murder. It's, is, murder. It's, it, it, is it what he did before he got the stones was straight out murder? You see that when he gets when he gets Gamora. Yeah, he that is that's uh, what he that does. That was sacrifice. Yeah, that was sacrifice. Sacrifice so, and murder. Yeah. Are the same. It's the balance. It's, at the same time, it's murder with a cause. It's murder with a cause. So then when he gets the stones, he's like, because is he really tired of being the warrior and having to vaporize and wipe out and kill and maim to kind of show his hand and I say, mean, look, I'm doing this for your own good. Afterwards. Who? Thanos. Thanos. Well, Thanos. no. Oh, you mean Mark? Yeah, Mark did. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, no, you talking no. about Thanos? Thanos, Thanos he, went to yeah, his. He went to that farm. There was a field of reeds there. It, 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 Thanos just wanted to make his grits. That's it. He just wanted that was to it. have wheat. <laughs> she a... says. <laughs> and here I thought I was the villain. Uh, she says DC is a villain. I'm convinced. I'm more of an anti-hero. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. I'm not a villain nor a hero. I'm in the middle. I'm. I blur the lines of what's good and what's bad, but I have my heart's good. My intentions are good. I just don't do it the hero way. I don't think what Thanos was doing was right, but <laughs> I can see where he would what he was trying to do. His he had a good cause, you know. He, he, uh, he had a purpose. He had a purpose. Ms. He had you know a, what I'm saying he he, he 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 instead of running a marathon, he wanted to take out half the competitors so he can win the race. You see what I'm saying? So he didn't. Like his heart did, was good. See, did he want to win the race for his own agenda? No, it wasn't for him. It was for the exactly. world. It was for the universe. It was for the people. Who survived? How, how, how does how does Bane say it? He was just like, I do this for you, the citizens of Gotham. The universe didn't know that they were killing the universe, and that's all right. Thanos <laughs> just wanted to try to make the universe a better place for people like us. That's all. <laughs> now, the way he did it was fucked up. I admit that. I can see good heart, good idea, bad execution. That. Killmonger, understandably angry. I know why. <laughs> Bring it, night skin. Don't have me do the voice right now. Unite, night skin army. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm just saying, like it just, you know, all the like not and and this actually was crazy about the villains. Like a lot of them weren't truly villains. They were just misunderstood individuals. The Joker, Killmonger, I felt was a mis. He was righteous. He was righteously angry. I understood why. When you find out why, and then you, he had a right to be pissed. However, uh, well, technically, he didn't. 
because you know how however because his uncle killed his father that's one thing because his father was trying to bring his, he was he wasn't there for his uncle killing his father that wasn't the only reason the nigga wanted to no, put no, guns no. in the black people's hands so they can kill white people that's what he was that's, really trying that's to where do. it kind of that's where it kind of he was under the lines. guise of i'm yeah. here for revenge but nigga, give me all your weapons so i can give it to the people so they can kill the people that's <laughs> that's where the line blurred that's where that See, that's, that's where the line now, i'm all for him going to handle family squabbles but when you want to put guns in the hands of people to kill other people, see, again, good idea in the beginning, but he got skewed. See, that's the problem. Villains that's get off is. track. They got HDAD. Like, they have good ideas, but somewhere along the way, the lines get blurred and the visions get skewed. You know what I mean? So that's why me as an anti-hero, I can see the vision. Nothing skewed. I just don't know which side of the line I'm going to go on in any particular moment of that moment. You know, I'm not all bad, but I'm not all good. You know, Peter Quill said the best. I'm a dick, but I'm not an asshole. <laughs> what did he say? Yo, yeah, he says, uh, he was like, I'm I'm not, I'm a dick. I'm not 100% a-hole. And, you know, that's how he uh, says it, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I see, I see the premises. She yes. says, uh, Killmonger was misguided, but at the same time, he lost his father and thus lost access to an entire family world that would have made life much easier for him very true he was and that's, and again he that's had, what i'm saying he like he was he was he was hurting and that's cool but at the same time that wasn't the only thing he was there for no so no because he did he he felt like he felt like thing, okay i'm gonna take dismissing you yeah but i ain't never now, wanted to put guns in the hands of black people so they can go kill white people that just no yeah. However, he lost me. That's where that's where the battle was lost. You'd be like, dude, I didn't know. Like, I was on imagine board. I was like, yeah, imagine... kill Monger, man, let's go. And he was like, yeah, I want to kill all the white people. I was like, oh, jeez, bro. Like, hey. <laughs> all like, of you them? mad at you? You mad at T'Challa and Sheer? He's like, look, they didn't even know that happened to your father. They didn't even know you existed. It's not their fault. He wouldn't have you, known. You, he, they he wouldn't have known. known about the people Nobody of, knew. Uh, Nobody knew except like, for Ziri. Nobody knew except no. Missouri. The question was, would he have known about the brother about the problems of other black people if he was raised in Wakanda? The answer is no. No, he wouldn't have. No. Because the way they were sheltered. Yeah. Now they, had they the cut, they cut themselves off from civilization. Right. Now you now if you look at that conversation, that conversation that same conversation that Killmonger was trying to make was the same conversation that uh uh, uh, Nakia was trying to make with T'Challa. It yeah. was the same conversation. Kind of. It was because she because she was a spy. She was a spy, and she seen the stuff outside of Wakanda, just like uh, uh, Killmonger's father was a spy. He seen the stuff. He was. A, they were both war dogs. They seen the stuff outside. Yeah. Would he have known of the other black people's problems if he was raised? Right. No, yeah, that's what you just said. But uh so same same conversation, but the execution was different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because what happens at the end had a conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's the execution that is where a lot of them fail. You know, everybody got a good game plan until they either get punched in the mouth or that plan fail, or you see that the way you thought it was going to work ain't going to work, so you got to try to switch it up. 
So Killmonger, <laughs> like Nakia, her, she, like she the way she wanted to do it was kind of the peaceful way. Killmonger said, "Fuck that, let's turn it up to hundred and just wipe everything out." Yeah, and and it's kind of the same thing with Kanshu and Amet. Now Kanshu was getting wiped, but my theory is the reason why he was getting folded in the match is because. Ahmet was taking it. The souls that were leaving these unbalanced people were feeding her Man, and making her stronger. And Kanshu didn't have that. He just had. Kanshu is a bitch bird. <laughs> bitch bird. <laughs> oh, don't make me superimpose his head on Big Bird's body. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi, bird. But it should be. It, it's it was the same thing, and he was getting white because he was getting white. Met real. was real with it. He he was getting his ass folded. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's my problem. That's the question I have right there. This nigga was the slowest staff slinger I ever seen in my goddamn life. He was oh, the kaiju battle. That nigga didn't know, nigga didn't know how to battle. fucking swing that staff. This nigga was like. Uh, uh, meanwhile, fucking Amet hit this nigga with the left, right, left, right, Mike Tyson shit. She ain't had to have a weapon in her hand. She was giving this nigga the two piece combo. Uh, Amet was beating on Kanshu like they beat up old boy who jumped uh, Dave Chappelle. That's what happened. <laughs> he walked out Mark with the arms and up there. In the... White. <laughs> like, uh, Met was taking this nigga by the beak and just dragging this nigga through the sand. They didn't show them parts because they wanted to make Kanshu look good. But I seen the undeleted. No, no, Kanshu, no, no, Kanshu was getting wiped. As a matter of fact, Kanshu, while Kanshu was getting wiped, Moon Knight was handling much, much better than he was. But Layla was doing better. But Layla, wait, wait, wait. But Layla was, was doing a. No, he was, but not, Moon not right. Not right too. And it was two of them niggas. And yeah, it was actually but... three on one, and they were still going to get back for a minute. <laughs> so let's not act like the villains wasn't wiping the flow for a minute till these niggas had a Power Ranger moment and beefed up somehow. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was going to say, yeah. but Layla, Layla was handling business. On his chest and putting his, putting the screws to this nigga, he was shaking on the ground and shit, about to lose his whole suit. And Layla came and jump kicked this nigga like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, like, so now we. Burst. Layla saved Mark. That's why I was saying Layla was pretty much handling business no matter what was going on. So it's crazy because Layla been doing this shit for ten minutes. These niggas was doing this shit for ten years to get their ass whooped. <laughs> so crazy. now, so now what we have is another blackout moment because you mentioned how Harold was getting his ass whooped and all of a sudden they don't kill it. Well, think about it. Everybody else was dead. But he, when he black, even Layla said, Mark, what was that? He says, I blacked out. Mind you, think about it. Every time Mark or Steven blacked out, somebody ended up dead. Not, like a crowd of people. Them two blacked out together. Yeah. Somebody, people ended up dead. And this was, so Jake was there from the very fucking beginning with the scarab. When they was at the very beginning, was it first episode? That was Jake. That wasn't Mark. That was Jake. You know, uh, when they was fighting the guys on the roof. Once again, when when they Mark was just trying to talk to the people and get some get some information. He couldn't even do that. that. Let's go kill Monger. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. everybody wanted. I'm the villain. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> but it <Wow>. was. <laughs> but once again, I said a motherfucker see... should try to get resources. She said, "Kill that nigga." <laughs> so now we see Harrow being spared, and he's being put into he he ends up in the psych ward, and yeah, that that part just didn't. But see, here's the thing. How much time actually has passed? Because see, he's he spills his tea or whatever the hell that was. And you see somebody walk in and she says, Well, well, well. Oh, that is such a villain thing to say. <laughs> well, well, I have well. The tables of turn. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. No, hold on. Well, 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 how the tables have turned. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, Harold's now in the in the psych ward, and someone comes in that you don't see, and they're in Sp- they're talking Spanish. Which fun fact, that was Oscar Isaac's idea because he was the executive producer on the show. That was Oscar Isaac's idea to come in and talk Spanish because that's his heritage, and the, I had that little extra piece. And he gets he gets wheeled out. And you can see no, Harold see, trying missing, to missing the part. We missing the part. We missing the part when Kashu set him free, and then they went back to the white side ward, and that's the when Harold had to buzz. Oh yeah, shoes because yes, he was, yeah. he was he lost. So now yeah, he was listen yeah. So listen to that part. Listen to, to that part where he's talking. Like said, is all three of them are talking? Cut the glass, and he stepped on the glass. That was him in power. Without mm-hmm. the power. His feet was he was losing his blood. his, his it, losing what losing would you say losing mind. his faith? It was losing, losing his mind. mind too. He was saying he was okay. He was insane when he stepped on the glass, if that makes sense, because he had the power of met. He had that yeah in, in, his, in his mind his belief his belief his, his yes he was saying after he lost he lost that feeling he lost that security he lost all that. And now you can see his mind unraveling. So he now realizes this nigga just stepped on glass and was walking in glass the whole damn show. This nigga didn't change shoes. This nigga been walking in the glass for all five, all six episodes. Let's not forget that. He put glass in his shoes episode one and had them same damn Jesus sandals on throughout the whole thing. So it wasn't like he had a couple pairs of shoes. This nigga had one pair of shoes and they had glass in them. So it's, it's, it goes to show you, it goes to show you Niggas is crazy. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, it goes to show you that at that time, listen to who's talking when they notice that. Steven is talking at one point. Mark is talking at one point, And Jake is talking at one point. Because Jake, when he says Doc, he says it with that New York accent. Wow. And they don't pick up. Yeah, he, they, don't, they didn't pick up on it right away. He was like, you see that? Yeah, Doc, uh, that doesn't look right. You know, yeah, Kanshu was hesitant on freeing Mark, but he she agrees. But I think Kanshu was sneaky because apparently for the longest time, Steven didn't even know about him. This is true, yeah. It was a lot that's going on. It wasn't until uh, the death of their mother where their lives started to kind of bleed into each other. And that's where the break, re- I mean, it, it broke before, but this is now the walls have broken down and they, they can't tell who's doing what. So, yeah, yep. 
Notice the new the New York accent. So I was now the fact this nigga Keats was bleeding. That's when Mark and Steven realize, hey, this is just in our head. And he says, Letters Gators, and he wakes up. Hey, he said we're going to be superheroes. Yeah. So now we got Harold in an actual psych ward. And he's being wheeled out by somebody. And then the collective nerds have said, that's Jake Lockley. We knew it was Jake. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was the only one that wasn't there. Yeah, and so he gets wheeled out to it. He gets wheeled out to the to the to the limo, which nerd alert, and I didn't grab the image for it, but this is in the uh Lemure 2016 Lemure uh run of Moon Knight, where it's that same kind of limo and it has Spectre on the license plate. And he he just throws Hero inside the limo and slams the door and kicks the wheelchair over and he gets in. And who's sitting in the drawer in the in the pat in the back, but Kanshu in a white suit. Now you listen to what Kanshu was saying. He's saying, uh, he he's like, uh, you know, you thought you had the tables turned, blah, blah, blah. But I want you to meet my friend, Pauls. He referred to Stephen as an idiot, Mark as a worm, Layla as a bug. But he refers to Jake as his friend because Kanshu he did a typical devil moment where he he was like, "Yeah, I, I'll, I'll release you after this is done." I didn't say anything about Jake. I just said you two. I don't need you two. Jake will do the job I need him to do. And when he knocks on that window and Jake pulls down, he was like, go ahead and take him out. And Jake does it with a smile on his face and pops Harold. Problem solved, which is very fucking rare in a superhero world. Because what happens? They always let the villain live. At which point they always let the villain live. Yeah, but not always. this time. Not this time. Not always. I'm going to make it die. I mean, but, I, I think that's the point. It depends. That yeah, blew my mind because let country sell it. Like he told me, he was like, "You weren't the one I wanted." Jake, uh, Stephen, and Mark wasn't the one I wanted, and neither was Layla. Like all the time, I really just wanted Jake. Yeah, who he was really trying to get at. She said, "Yeah, Maggie's bookshelf says exactly that's what I'm saying. Who was the real villain in the story?" Kanchu. Good question, Kanchu. Because everybody else is being used. used. Everyone else is getting used against against their will in one way or another, or kind of being. Kanchu was making Kanchu's that that manager who uh, is looking after your funds, but at the same time he's scheming over here with this dude to make a deal and this dude over here to make a deal, but he's telling you your money's safe. That's he is sleazy uh, used car salesman. Oh, yeah, this car's good, buddy. Go ahead, take it off the lot. I got four offers on it. Go ahead. Make me a deal. Car, and then, like, car ah, get down, car get, car get around the corner, or next day that car won't button. start on it. He pressed the Damn, bumpers so fall off. So now you got to come back to him to get a new car. He's showing <coughs> you this car. Oh, yeah, this car's only got one body on it. Go ahead, take it around the block, buddy. He's taking around the block. He pressed that button again. Now he's like, no, you know what? I don't want no more cars for you. Just let me out my contract. Ah, we'll let you out the contract. 
she uh, says uh but Kanshu was looking for a met too would hero have known about a met without Kanshu? um well a met hero was uh Kanshu's avatar before yeah he was so you want you gotta wonder if uh if either Kanshu has mentioned a met before and the other gods or if Kanshu or if uh if hero uh did research on his own because he's obviously yeah, no. not a dumb guy he's not you know he's no Stephen Grant neither. Stephen was a fucking whiz, like when he came to. Well, that's because his character he was based off was an archaeologist, so it was already yeah. in him to be that archaeologist. As he grew up, he just expanded his knowledge. That so wasn't like yeah, he was like off rip, just like this super ancient guy. Smart genius. dude, yeah. He just he just he had just, he was just character. It was it was like when you're writing a character for a story. He like Stephen was written as archaeologist egyptian buff so that's all he knew ingrained in him because that's who he thought he was right man so we end on that and season two not confirmed yet more than likely we won't rush the hand of kevin foggy because let's face it You've oh, given us that. 12. You can't tell us it's a series finale, and then be like, oh, we don't know if we're giving you season two now, but this is a season finale. Yeah, yeah. That's the bullshit I'm talking about. You can't say it's a series, it's one series, and then the day before it changes, you be like, oh, it's a season finale now, guys. We're going to give you two seasons. Uh, we just don't know when. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Well, I, I think what's happening is they're not going to... They ain't falling for the banana in the tailpipe, Chris. He's going to give us a second season. Oh, he's going to give it to us. It's just the fact of when. That's nah, all fuck, it is. Nah, we want that shit now. The people want Mm-mm. that shit now. I'm calling Thanos. I've been I've been trusting Kevin Feige this damn I don't damn trust long. the nigga no more, man. I don't trust No, you, I you don't trust the people over at Warner Brothers. That's who you don't trust. I don't trust none of them niggas no more. I was, I lost, I'm losing confidence in these people, man. You can't sell us a field of dreams and then give us... No, they selling you a field of reads. They're giving you happiness. Yeah, I don't want that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so before we get out of here. In a mule. Yeah. Well, before, good shit. before we get out of here, uh, let's get your thoughts. What are you looking forward to if and when a season? Well, we know a season two is going to drop. We just need to know when. But what are you looking forward to if there is a season, when there's a season two? Well, because I have advanced knowledge, <coughs> they're doing a Halloween special about the werewolf, man. I'm looking for oh, them to try to bring night. that story in. Yeah, werewolf by night. I don't know why I call yeah. it werewolf. Which is, which is. by night is supposed to be a Hollywood special. I mean, Halloween yeah. special that they're doing. <laughs> Sooner or later, they're going to have to kind of touch on that because you can't just have one episode and just be like, hey, here it is and here it is. Yeah, I well, thought it, and Warner was a, they were supposed a, to try to build that character up in the end of this, but apparently, since they said it wasn't going to be a serious finale, they kind of dropped that. Yeah, well, here's the thing that's when Moon Knight was actually introduced, yeah, was in Werewolf by Night. So, uh, yeah, that's that we obviously will not see the last of Mark or Jake or Steven, and so. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what they uh, have going forward. I like to see more Layla because uh, I I just like to see more Layla. She she kicks ass every episode that she's shown up where she's basically hold her. She's holding her own. She's proven, shown and proven. She's not no damsel in stress. Female characters, yeah, in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they actually let her just, you know, kind of roam free despite what Maggie's bookshelf say. She didn't hold Mark back. She was actually his, you know, his conscience kind of, sort of. And here's another thing. If Stephen is Mark's protector from the mental or emotional stuff, does that make Jake the protector for the physical shit? Nah, that just makes Jake a fucking murderer. This motherfucker, every time he showed up, people died. <laughs> man, Dizzy, where can they find you, man? <laughs> not around Jake's killing ass. <laughs> Murderer. She was not angry. She was well, I she mean, said, she was she was too angry to stay focused. <laughs> she was oh, kinda man. angry. I wouldn't say she was too angry. She had enough anger for somebody who lost their dad and their husband was glow trotting around the world in a white monkey suit every now and then. And then you come to find out this nigga's actually been crazy his whole goddamn life. And there's two of these motherfuckers inside of him. And then you find out you don't even find out it's three of them yet. So now you even, you got it. Do you blame her? Like her husband just up and ran off on her and got a British <laughs> accent and became a fucking librarian and left her ass alone by herself talking about protecting her. Oh, by the way, this nigga possessed by a god bird. <laughs> How you wake up dealing with that? How angry would you be if this nigga Easy, pour sand around you. Easy, you pour sand around the bed and put painter's tape on the wall. That's how you do it, and chain yourself to the bed. Gallivanting with a big bird skeleton, and you, she ain't got no right to be bad. This nigga left her and lied. I rather, I bet she rather he cheated on her than this nigga doing what he was doing. Well, he damn near did, and it would have been Jake's fault because that's who made the damn date with the uh, the cute museum girl. Because Stephen was, was uh, for, she was asking for a divorce. She was asking for a divorce. Can you blame her? This nigga but left Mark, for four Mark, years. <laughs> Mark couldn't sign it because Stephen wouldn't let him. <laughs> Steve was like, "If I had to, I would never let you go." Wait, wait, stop, stop. <laughs> you sounded like Herbert the pervert for a second there. Just for a uh, second. <laughs> if I had you, I'd never let you go. Ooh, get your fat ass back here. Hang on the paper, boy. Hope he brings some good news. With your fat ass. That was my dude, him and Bruce. Oh, no. Got some waffles. Met a guy. guy the I hope he called. Not the waffles. Not the waffles. Oh man, let's get out of here. <laughs> Where can they find you? I probably shouldn't have had a fat kid on a raft earlier. Mm-mm. Um on the screen. That's where you can find me. What the shit underscore podcast. There's DC Chairman's all one word. Uh the stuff podcast on uh Facebook, Opulence Radio app, <coughs> iTunes, iHeart, Four Media TV Hub. Uh, WMIC, shout out to them guys and got some popsicles in the basement. Oh my god. Uh, you can find me here, Blurred's Eye View, just on IG, Blurred's Eye View, all lowercase, one word. Uh, and also, you'll backs. see the yeah. <laughs> and you can, uh, when you go there, go to the link in the bio where you'll see the link tree will give you all the links to all the socials that I deal with, including my own TikToks and uh, personal IG's page. Be sure to follow us everywhere you can. Uh, show some support. If you watch us on YouTube, hit that notification <laughs> bell. We'll be dropping new suit, new news every week, every day when we can, or at least when I can. 
uh, uh, website and all. Flip knock. What? Uh, you can also you can also check out you can check out both our shows here on Opulence Radio. Shout out to OpulenceRadio.com. Get the app. You can hear us every what is it Monday and Thursdays. Uh, so you'll hear us Mondays and Thursdays. But you can see Blur's Eye View every Tuesday and Thursday at eight thirty. Tune in next Tuesday. We got the Attitude Era episode popping up. We're talking about our favorite era of wrestling. You like that? Tap in, tune in. Uh, well, let's see what Mag like says. <laughs> I'm glad oh, we gave you good times. <laughs> so Harry, they found but, them boys that was lost in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get out of here, like I always do at every show, uh, remember to tune in to us everywhere you find us on the link trees and on IG and all the socials and listen to us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And as I always end every show, remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others until next Tuesday when we come back with the Attitude Era at 8.30 on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Twitch handle Blurred's IV1. We out of here. Uh